0: Welcome to the Art Studio. I am your host, Dan Burke. I hope all of you are having a great day in your Art Studio and the art is coming out well. I'm going to be drawing as I talk tonight, so that will mean, you know, starting and stuttering, which I apologize for. Like most artists, I keep a book of ideas. And at some point, the book of ideas gets absurd. And sometimes I take my ideas and I put them up on the wall with a thumbtack, because I don't want to forget them. And then I thumbtack something else on the wall and something else on the wall and it gets buried. So I unburied this idea tonight, and I think this idea is maybe three years old. But it's a really cool aerial shot of the city that I live in. Kind of a fantasy view of the whole thing. And so about five hours ago, I sat down and started to draw this thing. And it's really coming out well. It's a, it's an interesting take on the whole thing. And I think it really represents the city rather nicely. When I was younger, I got a job at this company where the whole job was to draw aerial views of the city. And I look back now and think how primitive it was compared to what I can do today. Uh, but at the time, it was the very best I could do and it was pretty good, especially for the company. So we sold that thing and it sold pretty well. And then uh I went to work for another company, and they had me do aerial views of the city. These different views all over the place of the city, and it was uh, an interesting thing doing that. So, since that time, I've always liked doing aerial views of things, especially fantastical ones. And when I mean fantastical ones, I mean ones that don't really exist. like taking two elements and pushing them next to each other, the way one might look at a map of the United States drawn in cartoon style and has the big monuments sticking out all over the place, something like that. It's, it's more of a fantasy idea. But still, it looks sort of grounded. I really love optical illusion art. I have these books on optical illusion art, and when you think about it, all art's an optical illusion because what you're doing is you're taking something, of course, totally two-dimensional, in trying to make it look three-dimensional, that's pretty much what we're all doing, right? We're doing art, so I'm obsessed with the optical illusion then that art can create and present. And I like to do these fantasy pieces now that are aerial views of cities, and it's the city I've been living in, or cities I've lived in, and. Uh, because I know them really well, and overlap the elements that exist in that city, whether it's a mountain or a waterfall or a certain set of buildings or or whatever, and then meld that all together into a big aerial view of, of the city and do that all with sort of like optical illusions as the thing overlaps. So I've done like, in the last 10 years, I've probably done maybe... I don't know, eight very serious drawings like that. Maybe more. It's hard to remember all of them now. Uh, Many of them I did on canvas, which I I have some photographs of, but no reproductions of. But I love to do them with my hands, which means no computer. So it's been a challenge to bring that sort of organic feeling to the computer that I enjoy doing. Uh, because it really is an organic kind of fun experience to draw these hundreds of people overlapping buildings and steps and objects. And like I said, I try to do it all sort of like as an optical illusion, so when you first glance at it, it looks like it might work, (laughs) but it really can't. And uh, that's part of the optical illusion part of it. I do that by keeping everything on the same sort of perspective grid but then twisting the grid uh, and then doing overlaps that sort of cheat the perspective or cheat the object so that a tree or a set of buildings may form an overlap and then behind them out comes a stream or a river which couldn't possibly exist there, but now it does. (laughs) Thanks to the, (laughs) the optical illusion I'm talking about. So anyway that's what that's about so i'm doing one of those again i'm doing a big overview of bend oregon where i live and i'm trying to add in some cool elements that are miles and miles apart from each other here in bend oregon but they represent the sort of the idea of the city so i'm working all those in to my drawing of the city so We have a really interesting downtown area here. Uh, It's adjacent to a really huge, beautiful, beautiful park. And it really is a gem. It's just amazing how gorgeous this thing is. It has a beautiful river running through it. It's just gorgeous and in the summertime they have events in the park and they keep it pristine and it really is one of the nice things about living here is this beautiful park so that is adjacent right to the downtown and the downtown is a series of kind of really cute streets that create the downtown and little stores and whatnot and they got you know the milkshake shop and the candy store and all kinds of cool, cute little things that people and tourists love to do. So, it's got a lot to offer and uh, I love drawing it. I really do. All these years I've been drawing these aerial views of of different, you know, places and cities and buildings and things. It's weird. It's like in my blood and uh, (laughs) I don't know because... It's a, it's like a phonograph record. Once a groove gets laid down, that groove is laid down forever. So I, I get this itch sometimes to draw one of these things. And uh, I just have to scratch that itch. It's really weird. Like, sometimes I get the itch to do, like, color work. And sometimes I get the itch to do spaceships or pretty girls or something. And so now I've got the itch to do one of these strange giant aerial view scenes with hundreds of people walking around and hundreds of dogs and cars. And I mean, I try to really throw the kitchen sink in these things. I draw them fast and I draw them freehand. So there's no penciling stage, just a matter of sitting down and drawing them. So, you know, even I don't know exactly where they're going, but I do have a pretty good blueprint. What I do is I'll draw up a sketch or an idea in about 10-15 minutes, which is what would look like to you a series of squares and circles. Anyway, to me that represents the whole idea. And what's, what's cool about this is I found uh, this thing hanging on the wall that I really, really liked the idea. I liked the whole design and the layout and the way I had it all set up. I said to myself, you know, I'm really sort of in the mood to execute this, so I've got about six pages done in my new book, but like, you know, all people who suffer from too many wanting to do too many things at once, and that's me, I'm I'm jumping in on this drawing and doing this thing for a little bit in my free time, Uh, and it's coming out rather nicely. I have some projects I have to work on, though, and, uh, the more I think about it, the more I think to myself, "What am I doing over here?" You know, like most people, I you know I suffer from you know trying to do it all, which I'm not sure isn't exactly a good idea. But tomorrow, I guess I will buckle down and try to get some work done on that book that I want to finish. I have a book in production; it's very close. Uh, probably 25, maybe 30 hours to finish it. So I really got to get back in there and finish that book. It's all writing and stuff. So, And after that, of course, comes the editing process. The inevitable editing process. <laughs> the inescapable process of editing. That is exactly what I will have to do. <laughs> but I don't mind. I really don't. I joke about it, but it's not that bad at all. It's just a part of doing it. Well, I've drawn two city streets from an aerial view here, and now I'm drawing the city, or pardon me, the trees behind the buildings in the city. And then that's going to roll over behind that into a river, and then a series of big buildings that sit on the river. And inside the river I'm going to have people in kayaks floating and all kinds of cool stuff going on. But the bridge and the you know the cheat is the trees. They they form the organic barrier that looks natural to the eye uh, so I can roll in another background object. And then from there, it'll just be the, the, uh, the line of the shore of the water will form the next horizon. When you're doing things like this and you're cheating and making optical illusions, it's not cheating, of course, it's just drawing optical illusions, is... You have to create the right layer effects. I find that is like the key to the whole thing. By layering the thing correctly so that when the eye just looks at it it sort of looks right even though it may not be that's really the key and and that's the overlaps and some of the overlaps have to do with black and white and some of the overlaps have to do uh, with line thickness, shape. You know, you don't want to have the same kind of shape. Uh, that's why stacking straight, state, sh- straight shapes and then horizontal shapes and then after that vertical shapes can create uh, the correct visual look so that things have depth. And as things get farther and farther of course away, you can do visual depth, but I'm not doing visual depth in this drawing so to speak because what I'm doing is I'm keeping everything at the same aspect ratio which is actually not reality. In other words, people in the foreground of the drawing are the same size as people miles away in the background of the drawing. So everything is drawn proportionately the same size But because of the optical illusion, it all seems to make sense, because it's drawn with an optical illusion. (laughs) And uh, like I said, I've been drawing these sort of things for like 30 years now. And uh, I'm used to it. So I kind of like it and my brain thinks that way. So I find it really fun to draw these things. It's not so much a challenge as it is a technical exercise if that makes sense. So like so many things, it's just a matter of doing it, you know, like taking out the trash. <laughs> it's not hard. We just have to go do it. So that's what this thing. But again, I try to make them very interesting because I don't want to bore myself and do the same thing over again. I've got some of these I really love. And, you know, I've often thought, well, I've done the definitive aerial view of Bend, Oregon, no need to do it again. But I find myself going back again and again to the subject matter, and enjoying it, and enjoying the process of creating this sort of drawing. So, This one is coming out pretty good, it's fun. I've posted the steps of other cities before, since cities are so time consuming, fun, and wild to draw. Last year I did a London piece. I drew London from Aerial View, and I posted uh, all my steps on that, which was something like 10 sittings or something. And uh, that was a pretty intense piece of work to create that thing. It really was. But uh, it was beautiful in the end. But sometimes, and <laughs> every time, I go overboard with these things, too much detail, too much stuff. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to prove with these drawings. I think, I guess I still got something to say to myself about art, you know, because I push myself really hard to create these organic, huge masterpieces, you know, trillions and trillions and trillions of lines and, you know, hundreds of objects and people and things and there's really no need for it no one buys them no one wants them uh they're not going anywhere you know they sit on my website as examples of my work and i don't think that's why people hire me people hire me for likeness and uh, the different things that i do so again i don't think this even contributes to the bottom line of anything but i have to say I absolutely love, love making them. (laughs) So, you know, uh, I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to drawing these crazy drawings that I love drawing, these things I love to do. And there's no escape. There's no escape. So my plan is to spend a few hours of my extra time on this and uh, get it done as quick as possible. I'd say I'm about a third done right now. And that's pretty quick for me. That's pretty efficient. So if I can fi- you know, finish this thing in a week in my spare time, I'll be pleased. But who knows? I may stretch it out. We'll see. Uh, I don't know if I want to add in a bicycle race to this. I'm thinking of adding a bicycle race in the middle of the city. And that would add some complexities, having to draw all these people on bicycles for a while. <laughs> it's at least a day's work, I suppose, drawing people. And uh, drawing on people on bicycles... make it even more complex yeah this is coming out good I'm, I'm pleased with this I'm very pleased with this I've got some ideas on how I can make this really cool I've been experimenting I think I mentioned in my last shows on uh, new ways to draw foliage and it's just a matter of experimenting and pushing myself and trying new things like I said I, I've actually developed what is probably the perfect formula for drawing foliage it works perfect uh, and now I become bored with it <laughs> uh, you know I want to find another way to draw foliage in a different way Uh, I'm not even sure it's better because I've compared the new foliage to the old foliage and I like the old foliage much better. So, you know, for client jobs and so forth, I think I will have to stick with the traditional, correct way to do everything. But I'm still going to try to experiment, come up with a different way to do things because I think there's a way to do something here that my mind is searching for. And uh, who knows? This This might be a short circuit uh, but I've been doing a lot of foliage studies and mountains and trees and water lately, and uh, searching for a new style. And one thing's for sure, it's really fun to draw the different kinds of trees. Hol- holy smokes, these are different kinds of trees. You know, they have some basic patterns to them, but definitely, the, you know, the the kind with you know, the one kind of leaves and the kinds that are sort of have the uh, needles. They do actually, you know, obviously grow in completely different patterns, have different looks, and uh, it's fun chasing those different looks inside those things. It really is. I really enjoy drawing organic things like trees. I love drawing animals and dogs and critters and things, too, and one thing we have in Bend, Oregon is hundreds and hundreds of cute dogs. So last time I did a piece like this, I did all these dogs in the piece, and I really think that made the piece come alive, having all these different dogs. I did all these different species, I mean, I, I went and got a chart on the, different, the way, different dogs, and so I drew just zillions of different kinds of dogs uh, in this thing in full color, in this painting. And I really think that brought the thing to the next level, I really think that made it extra cool to have all these cool dogs uh, presented in the drawing. So I think I'm going to do that again. I think I'm going to add in a whole bunch of dogs on this thing. Uh, we'll see. I don't know how much... Yeah, you know, I don't see any reason why not. <laughs> why not? There's nothing holding me back. I'm the art director. Well, thanks for stopping in today into the art studio, hanging out while I create and do art. I hope all of you are having a fantastic time in your art studios. Keep creating, keep doing art... And uh, like I say all the time, I'll be back here before you know it. Have a great day. Bye-bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps)